when a core group of its members have been portrayed negatively like this, especially when that community historically has leaned toward the Republicans because of the party's consistent anti-communist messaging, said Sarah Sanwani, assistant professor of politics at Pomona College, who has researched voting behavior with an emphasis on the representation of racial, ethnic, and immigrant communities. Sadwani said that while Chinese Americans, Filipino Americans, Indian Americans, and Korean Americans have steadily leaned toward the Democratic Party, Vietnamese Americans often have followed a different path. In a poll conducted a few months before the 2020 presidential election, Vietnamese Americans were the only Asian group to support Trump over Biden. That, by the way, that's a distinction without a difference, but worth noting for future elections. Last week, Elder hopped on stage at the landmark Asian Garden Mall in Little Saigon, trashing the governor's, quote, draconian state shutdown. Quote, a good third of all small businesses are gone forever, he said. Many of those businesses are owned by racial minorities, end quote. So Elder don't get it. Manicurist Kathy Gwynn, showed up because she was deciding how to vote. Gwen, a Republican from Garden Grove in her 40s, said she was intrigued by elders' open honesty, especially on crime and anti-Asian violence. Well, well, what do you know there? What do you know there? So. What are they telling you? Oh, we know our coons. Yeah, we, we, we know he's a coon. We know we voting for. We know we he we know he hates y'all Negroes as much as us, so we get that. Well, there you go. All right. Just just wanted to point it out to you there real fast. You can go ahead and see it. It's not an accident. They didn't stutter and it wasn't an accident. At a Tuesday press conference, Elder, who is black, criticized the media for not highlighting the race of anti-Asian hate crime perpetrators, many of whom he alleged were black. So the writer of the article, the writer of this article is dropping some dog whistles, Miss Ando. The writer of the article is Dropping a few dog whistles in there, just in case. But it does highlight for you, they know what the hell they're voting for. They know what the hell they're voting for. They didn't find Elder by accident. They know what they're voting for over there. They know what he's about. They know what he says. They know that he's one of these blacks who hates himself. They know what they're getting. Don't let any of them fool you and tell you, oh, it's just about economics. They know where he stands on black folk. Oh, good. He'll be a good excuse to be able to camouflage my anti-black racism. He'll be a good excuse for that. There you go. Oh, well. Before anybody tries to tell you they don't know what they're voting for, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. It goes on to say here that Gwen said that she, quote, appreciates that this is a man who highlights the race of the perpetrators of crimes 
when sometimes politicians are afraid to mention race. So this Vietnamese woman and this Vietnamese writer of this article, because it's the writer of the article including this, so the writer of this article is using this woman as her proxy to say that she appreciates that Larry Elder mentions the race of the perpetrators. Well, we know who the perpetrators were who brought this virus over to the United States, but they tell you that you can't talk about the race of the perpetrator. But when it comes to singling out black folk and identifying black people, we don't have a problem saying where the viruses come from there, Ebola Zaire. We don't have a problem saying that. We don't have a problem pointing out race. It's perfectly fine to point out race when you're talking about black folk. But for everybody else, oh, no, 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 no. See, when we can, there's only one group of people in America who are identified by their race, specifically by omitting their race. That's white people. Because by definition, the American default is white. White society does not want to be identified as white. Identification is for everybody else, not for the dominant society. For them, it's a given. They, the power of white supremacy is by exercising white supremacy, but demanding and enforcing that no one can use that word. So it is ever present and ever working, but is also ever invisible. You are forbidden to use that word white. They will make sure that you do it as infrequently as possible and not at all if possible. But black folk are concerned, we need to make sure we point that out. And now you got the Asians who are telling you that pointing out people's races is wrong what? and it puts a stigma on them. And here she is lined what? up, well, I'm glad he's pointing out his Negroes over here. Sounding what? just like Sean Hannity and Fox News. So much for your minority coalition. The article here goes on to say, but plenty of Vietnamese American voters are against the recall. Graphic designer Jesse Gwynn, a Democrat, is trying to persuade family and friends to vote no. Their attraction to Trump makes it an uphill battle. Quote, people want to be Trumpists as and do as Trump would do, she said. Watching fellow ping pong players rocket the ball back and forth at the Orange County Table Tennis Association in Fountain Valley, Vin Tran said Newsom has handled the pandemic beautifully. The state is still striving economically and offering opportunities for immigrants, so there is no need to boot Newsom, said Tran, 57, a chemistry professor who is not registered with a political party. Quote, he did what needed to be done to keep us safe, Tran said. Hong Nguyen, 55, of Santa Ana, has been an anti-recall, has been anti-recall from the start. Quote, no governor has been as visible as Mr. Newsom on fighting the virus, said Nguyen, a restaurant manager, while in line for quail eggs at Bao in Baguette in Fountain Valley. Quote, he deserves to be at the head of the state. Please understand, it doesn't matter who you vote for in this regard, because this is the thing I've been trying to tell you here. It doesn't really matter if you vote for Newsom or Elder. 
What you need to remember is that it's not Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom or Larry Elder who are on the ballot. White supremacy is on the ballot. Neither of them is backing a black agenda. You got the one who doesn't black back a black agenda and does it quietly. And then you got the one who outright yells at you that he doesn't have a black agenda. And matter of fact, he's here to undermine you. Well, both of them are here to undermine you. One is telling you outright, and the other one is whispering it behind closed doors. Neither one of those is a viable option. It is white supremacy that is on the ballot. It's white supremacy that is on the ballot. It's white supremacy. And everybody else gets it. That's the point. So even if they vote for, just because they're voting for Newsom doesn't mean that they're not voting against us. That is the point I'm trying to make to you here. Just because they're voting for Gavin Newsom does not mean that they are not voting against us. And you might be deceived into telling yourself, well, they they're voting against Gavin. They ain't voting against uh, Larry Elders, so that that means that, that I, I take that to right there. We... Okay, some of you there doing the Bojangles. Just because they're voting for Gavin Newsom doesn't mean they're not voting against us. You can vote for Larry Elder and be voting against us, but guess what? You can be voting for Gavin Newsom and also be voting against us as well. Remember what Nilly Fuller taught us all, white supremacy always takes both sides of an issue. It always takes both sides of an argument. We're the only ones who don't realize that. And these other folk are coming out the gap, understanding what they're doing and understanding that this is the price of holding on to their artificial honorary whiteness. How they treat us how they regard us, how they mistreat us, their level of hostility toward us. That is the coin of the realm when it comes to holding on to honorary whiteness. So they can sit here and talk about anti-Asian this, anti-Arab that. White society is not worried about that. White society wants to know, so how do you feel about how you're going to treat these Negroes over here? That's what we want to know. How do you feel about that? Because they understand that ultimately these other groups are not trying to overthrow white supremacy. They're merely trying to elevate their own status within white supremacy. They're not trying to destroy the system. They're trying to improve their position in it, but they're not trying to destroy it. Black people are the, the reason why majority of black people both are aligned against Larry Elder is because black people are the only group that is actively, actively, routinely fighting white supremacy. Everybody else isn't. Everybody else wants to figure out, are there any more cookies and crumbs they can scrape off the table? That's it but they are not attempting to dismantle this system and none of them are trying to destroy it. None of them. So just understand, they're, they're not, 
they're not voting for Newsom because they think that's going to be a blow against white supremacy. They said what they said. Why, take a look at how great this will be for, quote, immigrants. They ain't talking about you. They're not talking about you. When they talk about immigrants, they don't mean you. They don't mean any of us. You got big old Asian communities out there. They're not talking about any of us when they talk about minorities and whatnot. That's not who they're talking about. Just understand that. That is not who they're talking about. Right now, there's a push by all these groups here to try to hold on to their honorary whiteness. Latino, Asian, Arab has become everybody against us. And they're all showing you just how easily they can assimilate into the system. Just how easily they can be uh, assimilated by the society. And their honorary white status will be honored. It's just that simple. But maybe you disagree. So we're going to go ahead and open the telephone lines. The number is 646-787-1933. That's 646-787-1933, your personal access code. It's the blackest radio program in existence, the only one of its kind on planet Earth today. As always, you are welcome to join us. We are discussing here tonight about groups holding on to their honorary whiteness. And going forward, I want you to understand that, as I pointed out over the last few weeks here, the the so-called Democratic Party is becoming more and more identical to the Republican Party every day, right down to taking away your civil rights and liberties, um, all these things they said were Republican hallmarks, intrusive government, so on and so forth. Now you got the Democrats lined up, cheerleading it, being at the forefront of pushing the agenda. This is what they're doing now. They're showing you there's not really any distinction between them. And as I pointed out here weeks ago, that this is becoming the dichotomy here. This is becoming the dichotomy. Showing you that, as I've always told you, these terms, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, moderate, these are terms that apply in white society. They don't apply to black people because it doesn't mean what you think it means. These terms are interchangeable. These terms are interchangeable in the dominant society. They are simply different avenues of a white supremacist structure. But just notice when it's time to deal with black folk, the agenda gets executed the same every time. Doesn't matter whether you vote Democrat or Republican, the ultimate result turns out the same. You are ignored at best and persecuted at worst. Jim Crow Joe Biden, the architect of three strikes, is now the president, Democrat. And Donald Trump, who's had no love for black folk, Republican. Doesn't matter which way you go, it turns out the same. Let's go ahead and take a few phone calls here. Let me get caller from area code 323. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, big brother Jason. This is 
brother Elijah Cohen straight out of Las Vegas, brother. Elijah out of Las Vegas, what's on your mind? Brother, I got two quick questions and then I'll I'm not gonna take too much of your time because I know you down the call is big brother. My um first question to you after tonight's program, do you think the mass majority of our people should feel stupid now for um dealing for fighting for these other immigrant groups to come over to our land, doing business with them, making them billionaires for them to turn around and disrespect us inside with white supremacy against us. Should they feel stupid? Absolutely. Will they feel stupid, brother? You got to understand, this has been the age-old battle among black people. Yes, sir. Once again, I remind you all that other groups of people came here voluntarily, but there is an advantage when you come to a place voluntarily. When you have the option of going to 10 or 20 or 50,000 different places and you choose one, that means you made a conscious decision to go there because your traveling there serves your purposes. In other words, there is an agenda. And you have gone to this place as part of a pre-existing agenda. We are the only, the only group of people who are in a social order and not part of that agenda. That was not, it wasn't our agenda at work. So when we left the plantations, what ideally should have happened was we all get together in a black constitutional convention and we determine who and what we are going to be as a people. That didn't occur. We were just belched out into the society. We were released off the plantation with every whore, bed wench, bed bug, coon, slut, house nigga, and all the rest of them walked off the plantations with us, carrying their bootlegging, sniveling mentalities with them. And we have been fighting against that and grappling against that ever since. So... Those are individuals who are without shame. Remember, I taught y'all years ago, Coonan is uh, generational. Coonan is generational. That's not something that just shows up one day. Coonan is something that is generational. That's something that's passed down to the family. That's passed down to the family. You got to have a mom and dad who make you comfortable, that kind of mess. You got to have somebody who makes you comfortable. That's why when they bring the, the immigrant coons over here, they're comfortable with that. But they were comfortable with that over in Ethiopia and Kenya and Nigeria and Sudan. They were comfortable with it over there. That They just had to get a green card. Of course. So, no, what they should feel and what they do feel are two separate things. What was your next question? Yes, sir. All right, um, next quick question, and then um, I, I'm going to let you um, take over. Big brother, my next question to you, brother, is what... Um, was it uh, when they started the mass influx of um, these immigrant groups? Well, basically, you had immigration laws passed in the 60s as well. So, after the Civil Rights Acts were passed, you you immediately started seeing them sit up here and start passing laws and statutes for immigrants. Even your so-called Republican presidents and whatnot. Uh, Ronald Reagan even, Ronald Reagan even, by the way, because 
while folks talk about the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1965, they don't talk about the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965, by the way. Oh, wow. I just thought people should know about that, by the way. By the way, for those of you who were not aware and didn't keep up with your numbers like that, by the way, you know, in my documentary, Race War, I spoke to Richard Spencer and Jared Taylor, and they both, they didn't mention the Civil Rights Act of 1965, but they mentioned the Immigration Act, though. They did that. They did that. Yeah. So just understand, for those of you with all of this, all of this focus that they give to the Civil Rights Act of 1965, you don't hear them say so much about the uh, Immigration Act, the Immigration Naturalization. Yeah. You don't hear quite so much about that. Kind of makes you wonder why not kind of makes you wonder why they don't do that that's correct yeah. wow uh, <laughs> by I'm the way how, how did that end up on the agenda think about that for a few moments how did that end up on the agenda you will be talking about black folk and at the same time you're doing that, how is it that black folk and, quote, immigrants ended up on the end? Why was it so important to do that? Why? Understand, they, they, never do, they never do anything for black people that isn't symbolic. So if they're passing a, quote, civil rights act for you, it is because they've already figured out a way to make it symbolic. They've already done something to neutralize it. So that you're sitting up here thinking, finally, we made some major wins here, but they put a poison pill in it, and they know that either immediately or over time, it is going to neutralize whatever it is you think you're going to get. They've already put it into motion. Understand, their goal is real simple. Get us out the damn streets. When black folk take to the streets and start tearing things up, that's when they start passing laws and doing things to get us out them streets. But just understand what their goal is. Get these Negroes out of those streets. We can't handle them. We can't handle them. Right. Get them out those streets. 1965, 1968, Civil Rights Act 1965, 1968, uh, George Floyd, um, every time you turn around and black folk take to the streets in mass, next thing you know, here we come, Civil Rights Act of 1965, Civil Rights Act of 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Black folk take to the streets again in 2020. Next thing you know, uh, Juneteenth is a national holiday. All these symbolic mm -hmm. gestures, it doesn't come out of nowhere. When we take to the streets and put pressure on them, when we take to the streets and start pressuring people, then they start doing symbolic things. Thank you very much for giving me a call tonight. Let me get Color Miracle 773. You're on live on Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This ADHD Negro is sitting over there filling on himself and sitting on the phone and whatnot. Sometimes having a baritone can be a curse. Call from area code 225. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 
fist fighting with his phone. I, I need everybody to pick up their phones tonight. Everybody is fist fighting with the phones, rubbing themselves up and down with, with talcum powder and Epsom salt. I need everybody to have your phones in hand. What is your name? Where are you calling from? This is Kareem from Mississippi. Okay, Kareem from where at Mississippi? Mars Point, Mississippi. All right, what's on your mind? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I've been told that for ten years on your channel a few months. Uh, the thing like with the immigrants, like flooding the country with immigrants and stuff like that, <clears throat> it's basically to, like you say all the time, add a upper class to black people as it's like. Like I'm from Mississippi. I'm indigenous to Mississippi. I'm actually Creek and Choctaw, and uh, I've been going through the court system where the local court system trying to get over a hundred and some acres back. Not including other land uh, land patents that's associated with my family, and I've been having a problem with the court systems and stuff like that getting pulled over randomly and shit like that. Uh, excuse my language, but uh, yeah, that's the Democrats and the uh, Republicans are all the same. Uh, Bringing in immigrants, flood our country with immigrants. No, we hold a load of title and ashes to this land, man. So they use that to detour us away from. Away from the real goal, and that's why they always say they got to study reparations because there's a lot of people that played a hand into our demise over here in North America. South well, America, notice they're not talking about studying the that, they're not studying what they're going to do for the Afghans. They're talking about they've already done it for the Afghans. They didn't they're say we're going to study. They... Well, I'm giving you a context here, brother. They didn't talk about studying oh. doing something for the Afghans, they just got to doing it. They didn't talk about studying doing some exactly. variations. They just got to doing it. They didn't talk about studying doing some for Latinos. They just got to doing it. It's only when the subject matter comes to us that they become stalling, stonewalling, uh, brick building. Next thing you know, nothing can get done. Thank you very much for giving us a call. Matt, let me get a call. Here you go, 843. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yes, Phil from Beaufort, South Carolina. Okay, Phil, yeah, what's on your mind? Oh, she did. Yeah. She did. Um, I, I don't know why it is. You don't, I mean, I understand that you don't like either one Democrats or Republicans, and I'm not trying to defend the Republicans, but where the, the one that's worse for black people by far are Democrats because all the things that they support, things like um, government aid, Section 8, uh, mass abortion, immigration, refugeeism, drug legalization, all of those are millstones around the neck of black people. And so having them in power is only going to increase that. And so I don't, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not arguing in favor of Republicans, but I don't, I don't see why you feel like they're equal and they're not because they, they are equal, you know, motherfucker. The intergenerational poverty that black people have experienced have been because of things like government aid and um, food stamps and things like that, and always checking in with the county to make sure that your income is low and is limited so that you never are able to gain you know, to gain an economic. Oh, um, I understand up, what you're know, saying. Come up. So I, I just don't see why you don't, you don't say that. I haven't think he called into a damn. Thank you for your coon call. 
Caller from area code 51. That was the coon call of the week. Eric, caller from area code 510. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good afternoon, Jason. Black Voltron calling out of West Coast, California. Black Voltron, sorry you have to follow up behind the coon check in, but what's on your mind? God damn. Oh, this coon, this coon, this coon. Lose my train of thought. Anyway, fuck that coon. Oh, clown ass nigga. Anyway, uh, just wanted to just get on your point about these buffer classes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm right here in San Francisco Bay Area, Oakland, California, Ground Central. For uh, literally, it's like the United Nations here. It's like we got every single um, quote-unquote honorary minority that comes into the United States is right here. You see all of them. And the fact of the matter is, it's literally nobody, nobody, Nobody looking out for black people. And I don't understand you, every black person that's on this live, why, do, why don't you get that? And why won't you look out for your own people and interests? I mean, give me, let me give you an example. This uh, election um, for uh, the state assembly uh, here in Oakland. Um, it was for Mia Bonta and uh, some Indian guy named Jelani. Uh, Mia Bonta, she's establishment Democrat, of course. Her husband, you know, she's a Afro-Latina, and her husband's a Rob Bonas, attorney general. Anyway, she was not elected because, you know, for me, I didn't see the report for Nobody had any type of black agenda. So why are we not voting? for uh, our black agenda because nobody to vote for on Tuesday. Uh, I got a chance to vote out uh, Gavin Newsom. That white motherfucker's gone. And that Democrat did shit for black people. Well, not do shit for black people. And even think about black people. He cares more about illegal aliens than think, black people. Think this Why don't you vote for that? I'm voting him out, and I'm not voting for anybody. Oh, ah, yeah. All around, the, all around the mall? All around the mall up there? All around the mall, you know, with the mountain with the ear is on it. All around the mall and everything over there, brother. You, the shopping plaza with the store, with the janky cash registers. Uh, but they, they love cruising. Man, you get around. Oh, dude, I do it from coast to coast. I do it from coast to coast. Uh, you can go to that mall there where the Macy's, I want to say it's Moreno Valley Mall, but you can go to the mall is where the Macy's is, uh, the cobblestone street there that goes through the place where the uh, auto zone is. I, I, I saw it all. But I saw it all over there. I was like, oh, okay, I, I see where I'm at. I see the get down. I see what y'all are doing because I'm sitting here looking at this. I, I know when I'm looking at working class people and I know when I'm looking at upper middle class people. No, these were just, these were the folks who were first generation immigrants, maybe the they second generation immigrant kids and whatnot. And you see them dudes, here comes the music. Here comes them crown victorias with the big wheels on it. Here comes the bumping going. I'm like, oh, okay, I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at. I see what's going on. I see what's going on at the hotels and the motels. I see what was hopping out the car at the mall. I see what I, I saw him hopping out the car at the mall running up in there. I know where I'm at. I know what I'm seeing. I know where I'm at. Yeah, but I wanted to uh, tell you about this election on Tuesday. I, I got a, I'm voting for the recall. The dude, this dude is, is terrible for the state. I, I got to get this dude up out of here. I don't know who's going to win, but he got to go. Plus, I'm in oil and gas, and he messing that all up. Well, take a look at what other folk are voting for, because they're voting strictly their pockets. 
They're voting strictly their wallets. They're not letting anybody talk to them about integration, politics, education. None of them are talking about that. All of them are saying, wait a minute, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And that's the only thing that we're supposed to be on right now. Nobody's talking to us about cutting the check. So it's just like, hey, if he makes it, great. If he don't, that's great, too. I don't think you'll find those words to be very comforting. But Gavin Newsom, if you get back in office, that's all right. And if you don't, then that's all right, too. I feel indifferent about it either way. Thank you very much for giving us a call tonight. Let me get a call of Miracle 470. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? But I'm thinking about not going at all. This Negro is holding up Bible study at his house church. Call him Eric <laughs> on the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, Jason. This is Enoch from Augusta, Georgia. How are you doing, sir? Enoch from Augusta. What's on your mind? Yes, sir. I agree with you that we must stay consistent and, and stick with the check. If they don't cut this a check, don't waste our time with their foolish elections. Either this one or other future ones. That's all I have to say. I have one more thing to say. Let me say um, A long time ago in 60 Minutes, they just, uh, a Mr. Uh, Elders they said he was homosexual. You uh, you might want to check that out if you have time to. Not as, not as relevant, but that's what he said if he was, okay? So everything about this man is something about disguise and and um, and um uh, the fairy tale. That's all I have to say about it. Thank you very much for giving us a call tonight. Please do give us a call again. Let me get Call of America code 626. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? L out of L.A. Okay, L out of L.A. What's on your mind? So one thing to say. I spoke to my nephew most recently. We stopped having contact with the simple fact that he said I sounded like a Trump supporter. Suck yeah, right. B1. I feel nothing. Well, all right. Okay, Dave. It'll be interesting to see how that goes down at the uh, Thanksgiving dinner this year. Jackpot. Hopefully it doesn't end in pinfall. <laughs> Brothers and sisters from around the world here, everybody is jockeying for position. Everyone is trying to see how they can get themselves back where they were. They want to know how they can get themselves into position to reinstate their honorary whiteness. And there's going to be a whole other fallout if you're not watching that. Let me take one more phone call. Call from Mary Code 707. You're on live with the Black Channel. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Jason. It's CJ from Oakland. CJ from Oakland. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to touch on something you said earlier. I really like that you said that we as black people have basically been uh, institutionalized. And I agree that I think it's going to take a lot more pain for us to get it because it, just so many of us don't get it. It's sad to see every day, but in so many ways, we're just we're just out of it, you know. And it's going to take a lot for us to to wake up. But yeah, be first, uh, be one. Black first, brother. Thank you very much for giving us a call here tonight. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up for you here. If you are new here to the Black Channel, welcome to the Haven of Intelligent Black Thought. We do this every weekend, over 126,000 subscribers and rising. We are not a little thing because we are the black media. So make sure you click that red subscribe button and click that yellow notification bell. YouTube does have us under a shadow ban, but that's okay because we are now at 127,000 subscribers. 
Since I started the program tonight, we were at 126,000. We're now at 127,000 subscribers. So they can try to slow us down, but stopping the train is impossible. Will not be done. Click that red subscribe button. Click that yellow notification bell. And if you haven't been to our website, blackgentlefilms.com, you want to go there and check out our groundbreaking, best-selling documentary work, 7 a.m., gentrified race war all available on dvd on amazon for streaming go to blackchannelfilms.com that is blackchannelfilms.com i want to thank everyone who has contributed to support tonight's program either on paypal or cash app thank you here to steven and to everyone else who has contributed to support the program here tonight because lip service is not service i appreciate your support as always and this concludes tonight's I am your host, your brother, your humble servant, the Black Authority. And until next time, my brothers and my sisters from around the world, remember, Black is the future, and the future is not honorary.